ready for tomorrow's news today. You're listening to Speak Life with Marty Lee. Welcome to Speak Life, everyone. It's always an honor to come and spend this time, this quality time with each of you, and really quality time with our Father, too. Uh, This new year, 2023, I'm excited about it. It's going to be a year filled with supernatural intervention by our Father, Almighty God. And as He displays His might and His power, He's going to let the whole world know He's God and He owns this planet. Amen. Yeah, it's an interesting thought. God actually believes that he created this planet, and he's the title deed owner to earth. You know, uh, King David wrote in Psalm 24, The earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof the world, and everybody, and everything in it. And so, uh, sometimes the enemy tries to convince people uh, that he owns this, or that he is in control of this or that. Listen, God is God. He's sovereign over all of us, and He owns everything and everyone. Amen? As many of you know, my name is Marty Layton, and I am a prophet. And I've been ordained as a prophet since I was 17 years old. And I'm privileged to be recognized as uh, one prophetic prophetic voice among many prophetic voices uh, that God is raising up in this day. And listen, I'm not a self-appointed prophet. I was called of God, recognized by credible prophets, and ordained by my spiritual father, Bishop Bill Hammond. And uh, many, many consider him the grandfather of the modern prophetic and one of the world's foremost prophetic voices today. And so I say that to give some insight into who I am and uh, with what level of humility and fear of the Lord that I approach prophetic ministry. Uh, just because someone calls themselves a prophet doesn't mean God sees them as such. One of the hallmarks of a true prophet <clears throat> is accountability and covering. Uh, this should be especially true for those who are called to speak a thus saith the Lord. There should be a, a reverence for the Lord before you just say God said this or God said that. In fact, the Bible says to take the prophets As an example of suffering, you know, if you really understood what the office of the prophet was all about, uh, many people really wouldn't be lining up to become or to call themselves a prophet. Unless the Lord himself has called you to this office, you don't want to assume it upon yourself. If you're called, then strong leaders will see it and they'll call it forth. And when that happens, you've lived really your last comfortable day on the planet, (laughs) Because the making process begins. And the making of a prophet, in the making of a prophet, uh, God takes his prophets through many, many fiery testings and and, uh, (coughs) challenges to their faith. And, uh, you know, I've taught you that before, that you don't have to be a prophet to prophesy. Uh, In fact, the Bible says God wants all his people to prophesy. Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, you may all prophesy. Uh, Moses even said, I would that all God's people were prophets and would prophesy. Why? Because the prophetic is vital for all of God's people. It's, it's vital that we come to know the voice of our Father. Amen? And, uh, you know, my kids don't, don't, didn't have to do very much to get to know my voice. We just spent time together. We 
as they were growing, they spent time listening to me. You know, I believe we're going to see a great trend develop in church now and uh, where the prophetic is going to become a normal part of the expression of the church. You know, Apostle Peter, on the day of Pentecost, he was quoting Prophet Joel when he said, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall evangelize. No, that's not what he said. He said, your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. So the prophetic is going to be fully restored as it was in the first church that we see in the book of Acts. And so God is looking for the church to become more prophetic. I also believe that part of the prophet's mantle includes signs and wonders and miracles. And we can see that in Scripture. Uh, You you see um, Elisha take a stick and throw it into the River Jordan, and the axe head uh, that the young prophet in training lost in the river, it began to float and not just float, the iron axe had actually swam over to him. Uh, you see the dead raised back to life. Uh, you see uh, women who were barren um, being able to have babies. You see uh, the release of unlimited supplies of resources. And, and you know, we've seen many miraculous things happen in our ministry also. But I believe... In this new year, 2023, we will begin to see and hear more of this kind of thing happening. Uh, Prophets are a unique gift from God to serve the church and to serve the nations. Uh, Prophets help bring the kingdom of God into a reality uh, on earth as it is in heaven. And I sense a greater expression of the kingdom of God coming this year, a greater release of the kingdom of God, not just an anointing, Uh, but the great presence of Almighty God in his domain, his dominion, the kingdom of God. And the very same thing that directs, uh, the very same God that directs the earth in its orbit. The very same God who feeds the fiery furnace called the sun. And the very same God who trims the lamps of heaven. Yahweh, the Almighty who takes up dust and breathes into it, and raises up kings and princes, that very same God is going to show his power and his presence uh, through his church this year, pouring out his spirit, pouring out his wisdom, pouring out his favor, pouring out his manifest presence in new and unusual ways. And I pray that you would have a fresh expectation of the kingdom of God for your life, for your family, and for your nation. That's truly what his kingdom would come and his will being done here on earth as it is in heaven. That's what God wants to make happen. He wants his church to begin to move in power and authority like never before. Amen? Amen. Well, welcome to Speak Life. If you're here for the first time, I welcome you and I want you to know that you're going to enjoy this time. It's going to be a a good night tonight. Each Friday we gather here. And I share with you and I teach you how to hear the voice of God, how to flow in prophecy, how to flow in the prophetic anointing. And really, that's what it's all about, what, how, to, how to move in the prophetic on a practical level for your life. So you're not always waiting on somebody else to hear God for you. You know, I've lived that 
uh, before, uh, waiting for someone to get back to me. You know, God wants you to be able to come directly to him, talk to him, and him talk back to you. You know, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice, and a stranger's voice, they're not going to listen to it. And so Jesus also said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Father. And so what he's saying is there's always a proceeding word uh, coming from the mouth of the Father to us, and if we'll just press into that relationship, uh, you'll begin to uh, to uh, find such a lifeline in that that you don't just live by bread alone. What is bread alone? Uh, bread is something that's fully prepared and processed and put together and served up so that you can eat it. I I tend to look at that like messages that have been prepared. Uh, someone's put a lot of work into it, like kneading the dough and putting all the ingredients together and then uh, cooking it up and preparing it and saying it just right so that so that you're serving it. There's, that's good. But Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Father. So you've got to be able to hear the word as it's proceeding from the Father. And I believe part of the calling of, of a prophet is to equip God's people uh, to hear the preceding word, to recognize God's voice. That's why we do these uh, Friday night uh, broadcasts. Uh, God wants to equip his people, and uh, many of them I call, I call it a prophetic workshop. Tonight's going to be a prophetic workshop. Uh, and so I want to encourage you, let some folks know about the broadcast uh, let them uh, encourage them to tune in. Uh, you know, the Bible says we can become addicted to the ministry of the saints. Did you know that God has a good addiction for you to, to have? He wants you to be addicted to ministering his spirit and his life, his word, his kingdom to others. Addicted to the ministry of the saints. That's what it says in Scripture. So prophets are called to equip God's people so that they'll become addicted uh, to letting his kingdom flow, letting the river of God flow. God wants to lead us by his Holy Spirit. And prophets help the church to follow the voice of the Lord. Prophets help the church to follow the voice of the Lord. Prophets release the word of the Lord. That's the prophetic mantle, to be able to hear uh, what your average saint cannot hear. Uh, there's a special gifting, a special anointing, uh, a special mantle on the prophet. It's part of the anointing and the mantle of Jesus Christ. <clears throat> but prophets release that prophetic mantle so that you can see sharper in the spirit. You can hear clearer, more clearly, more clearer. And, uh, and there can be a restoring and a cleansing of the soul. Remember, Jesus said, you're clean by the words that I've spoken to you. And I don't, I don't speak anything to you. I only speak what I hear my father say. So he was talking about the prophetic ministry. He said, you're cleaned uh, by the prophetic words that I've spoken to you. Uh, because if your soul is restored and made whole, then the rest of your life, your environment, your circumstances 
are God's prepared them for restoration. And when his word enters into that, it drives out the darkness and begins to restore you back to life. Uh, in fact, one of the most common things people say to uh, my wife and myself and really our children also, our, our three kids are in the ministry with us. Uh, our three children, uh, they're all in their 20s and, uh, and uh, early 30s. And um, they minister in the, in, in the church with us. They have the same anointing. They carry the same mantle uh, that my wife and I carry. But one of the things that people say to us all the time is, uh, I feel so much better and so much cleaner since we talked. You know, we've, we watch many people come into our ministry. They get healed. They get restored. They get set free. And they become whole again. Uh, why? Because of the Word of God, the prophetic mantle uh, begins to restore their soul, cleansing them uh, from the debris of this world and all the junk that the enemy tries to put on people. And uh, miracles happen. People are restored. They're made whole again. They're set free. Uh, and miracles happen when they're delivered from many different things. God begins to set them up to succeed and that all happens really under the mantle of a prophet. And uh, if you look in the New Testament, and, and that's what we want to be, we want to be the New Testament church. We want to be uh, the church that Jesus birthed, right? And so in the New Testament, the, the word pastor is actually only in there one time. Uh, but the word prophet is in there 470 times. Uh, <clears throat> so the leaders of the church were not necessarily pastors. They're prophets and apostles. And uh, God is calling the church to a realignment uh, to the chief cornerstone, Jesus Christ. And so when we're properly aligned, miracles can flow. Many different things can begin to happen in the church that have not been happening. Uh, God sets people up to... Uh, be restored under the ministry of the of, of the apostles and prophets, and uh, sets you up to succeed. And then a sensitivity to the Spirit of the Lord is activated and developed in the people of God. And God takes away, listen, He takes away the veil of limitation off of people's lives under the mantle of a prophet. God takes away the veil of limitation. You know, the Bible talks about our flesh being a veil, uh, but and and the generational curses and things that come in uh, with that veil of the flesh, they limit people's lives and get them out of alignment and out of order. In fact, the word curse means bent out of shape, and so out of alignment and out of order. And so the prophet's mantle comes in and causes people to be restored and more sensitive to the Holy Spirit and begins to remove the veil of limitation off of our lives. And suddenly, the light of God can shine in new areas and new places in our life and, and shines through the, the dark night of our soul and shines through the darkest areas of our lives. And it actually begins a reset and things begin to reset and be restored in our lives, and we come into a greater alignment, and life occurs. 
So prophets have a very unique calling and anointing, but it's the expression of, a re- of the redemption of God on a whole new level. That's why it's, God's taken time to fully restore the office of the apostles and prophets, because uh, there's another level of alignment, another level of redemption, another uh, a place where God can really come in and deal with old things and completely remove them. And let me tell you, uh, it is not by your might or your power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And so the spirit of God will come in and deliver you and heal you and restore you and, and bring redemption to areas of our lives where we've, we didn't even know we had uh, blind spots or, or uh, places where there was limitation there because of generational curses or things like that. So that's kind of a little bit of a synopsis uh, of the prophet's ministry. Imagine, if you will, a church that will hear and know the voice of God and accurately speak words of life to others for him. Remember, Apostle Paul said, you may all prophesy. God wants us all prophesying. I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and everybody's going to begin prophesying, young and old. Imagine being able to accurately hear God speak to you and having confidence in that and fulfilling your destiny with that kind of confidence, uh, knowing God has spoken to you and that he's directing you. See, that's the New Testament church, the prophetic church. And this is one of the reasons why this broadcast exists, Speak Life. God spoke to me about the need for mature representation of the prophetic. You know, the Bible speaks about a famine for the word of the Lord. And there's so much out there that's being represented as the prophetic and it's not the prophetic. It is not the voice of the Lord. Uh, it's not a representation of the true prophetic. And uh, it gets really, uh, that's one of, the, one of the ways you can tell uh, what part of your calling is, is what upsets you. Uh, if something upsets you uh, enough times, you'll start saying, somebody's got to do something about this. And so... I felt like that for the longest time. Somebody's got to do something about this uh, prophetic misrepresentation. And so finally I went to the Lord and said, God, you got to do something about this. And the Lord said, no, you've got to do something about this. And so we launched Speak Life. You know, and uh, again, the Bible talks about a famine for the word of the Lord, a famine for that cleansing flood of the prophetic ministry. And, uh, you know, without a vision, people perish, the Bible says. And so without, that literally means without the free flow uh, of the prophet's ministry, uh, people will cast off restraint and they'll, they'll wander off into a ditch. And God wants the prophetic ministry to be so established in the church that it's uh, respected and that it is honored just like you would honor <clears throat> uh, uh, a pastor's or uh, or other ministry um, heads. So there's so much being represented in the prophetic that really is not 
God speaking. It is people doing all kinds of things in the name of the prophetic. I actually call it pathetic. You know, do you honestly want someone saying that you said something that you never said? Think about that. What if somebody went around and started saying, you're saying these things, and you're not saying any of those things? You know, I know God, if we feel that way, God doesn't want someone saying he said something that he didn't say. And that's what's happening, a a misrepresentation of the prophetic. And oftentimes it's just someone with a pure motive, but they just want to be a, a blessing and they're trying. But they're not in a place of accountability or submission to someone Uh, who can help correct them and speak the truth to them in love. Listen, nobody is infallible. I'm not saying that uh, there's perfection in the prophetic. No. God didn't make anybody perfect other than Jesus. No one is infallible but Jesus. We are all fallible. We can all miss it. I don't care who they are, how big a ministry they have or how big a name they have, uh, we can all miss it. We are all made out of the same flesh, uh, the same mud, and we are all fallible. Uh, But if you're in an honest relationship with a mentor and a father of the faith that can help you, and just listen, sometimes in mentoring people, you only have to say a couple things. They don't really need lessons as much as they need an example. And that is a greater level of mentoring and uh, fathering uh, than lesson after lesson and questions and answers and those kind of things. Uh, Elijah and Elisha. Elisha followed Elijah and served him and observed him. And so when the time came for Elijah to go, Uh, What came out of Elisha's mouth was, my father, my father. And so there is a level of relationship, an honest relationship in mentoring that turns into fathering. And that that kind of level of relationship can help uh, young prophets growing. God can use that to help you to avoid pitfalls, to help you avoid shipwreck. You know, you you might think that's a, a tough term to use, shipwreck. Uh, But Apostle Paul said to his uh, spiritual son, Timothy, uh, fight for the fulfillment of these prophecies. Don't fall into unbelief. Uh, You know, we all know someone who's fallen into unbelief, and it's caused their lives to go shipwreck. Actually, let me read it to you. It's in 1 Timothy chapter 1. I think it's verse 2. He says, to my son, Timothy my spiritual son in the faith. Uh, but in verse 18, 1 Timothy 1, verse 18, it says, this charge, this charge I commit to you, my son Timothy. In other words, he's saying, this is where the power is, my son Timothy. This is the charge of the anointing that you're looking for. This is where the power is that you're looking for. <clears throat> According to the prophecies previously made concerning you. In other words, prophecies that have been prophesied over you. <coughs> Personal prophecy that by them you may wage a good warfare. I always like to say this. God doesn't give you a pickle uh, to wage a warfare with. Some people don't understand the power of a prophetic word. <coughs> it's, it's enough to, 
win a war, uh, when the enemy's trying to fight you, by them you may wage a good warfare. And then verse 19, it says, having faith and a good conscience. In other words, pardon me. In other words, you're not crazy and you're not out of faith uh, by, by waging warfare with your prophecy, by believing it and pushing back against the doubt and the unbelief. By them you may wage a good warfare, having faith and a good conscience, which some have rejected concerning the faith and have suffered shipwreck. Have you ever seen someone that gets shipwrecked in their faith? It's really difficult to get them put back together. It really is a challenge, uh, and it takes sitting under uh, a prophet who'll take the time or an apostle who'll take the time to comb through the details of life. So it says, having faith and a good conscience, which some having rejected concerning the faith, have suffered shipwreck. And then he goes on to say this, of whom are Hymenaeus and Alexander, <coughs> whom I delivered to Satan, that they may learn not to blaspheme. So God is very serious about his people believing what he, in what he has prophesied. He's very serious about this. You wage war with these things. And he's also serious about this, rejecting uh some people are who are rejecting what he has spoken by his Holy Spirit. And according to this passage, he calls that blasphemy, that they may learn not to blaspheme. The price tag on that is suffering spiritual shipwreck in your faith. When you begin to, uh, to dishonor the prophetic, and I have seen this happen, more times than I can count, people get upset because they they didn't uh, like their prophetic word, or they didn't it didn't come to pass in a week or what have you, and so immediately they toss it aside, uh, call someone a false prophet, attack, 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 and then a few months down the road, they're shipwrecked in their faith, and you and they're wondering what's going on, and it's because. Uh, the Bible equates uh, being hard on the prophetic and judging the prophetic as evil. The Bible calls that blasphemy. And so the price tag on that is suffering shipwreck of faith. So Apostle Paul says he turned these two over to, to Satan so that they would learn not to blaspheme. So God's very serious about his prophetic words. He wants you to know when it's him saying something and when it's not him saying something. He wants you to to take what he says and go to war with it. He wants you to understand you can fight the good fight of faith and say, God, you said, right? 1 Thessalonians 5.20 says, despise not prophesyings. Despise not prophesyings. Notice that's a plural word, prophesyings. Despise not prophesyings. It may not have come to pass yet, but that doesn't mean it's not coming to pass. Not now doesn't mean no. Not now just means not now. Uh, It says prophesyings. It's a plural word. That means many different levels 
of God speaking in many different prophetic words. You can have a dozen prophetic words that all say different things and come before God and say, God, which one's the right one? And God will say all of them. You're looking at different chapters of your life. You know, this. in this chapter, you're going to see this word. In this chapter, you're going to see that word. Or, um, you know, there's different levels of God speaking. And the Holy Spirit is the spirit of grace. And he speaks graciously. And so it, he's stingy on detail, uh, but he speaks with grace. He empowers us with his grace. And God wants us to be able to know his voice and know the voice of the spirit of grace. Uh, when you hear his voice, the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So when you hear his voice, faith comes when you hear God. And when God says something, all doubt and all fear begin to disintegrate. And we get an empowerment. That's what grace is. It's divine empowerment by his spirit. We receive an empowerment from his living rhema, prophetic word. And then what happens? The test of time happens. And we can either continue in this grace and faith or throw it out and miss one of the greatest blessings of our lives and, and risk the potential shipwreck of our faith. And so this works on many levels. God speaks, and in that word is is in in that word. Jesus said, "My my word is a seed," and so in that word is the power of self fulfillment. You just need to hang on to it, give it good soil uh, to begin to develop and and to begin to grow in. And before you know it, that little mustard seed turns into the greatest tree in the garden. And so this happens time and time again. You get the word, there's a grace on it, your faith is strong, and then you go through the test of time. God may speak to you about a certain amount, uh, uh, giving a certain amount to, some, to uh, someone or to some ministry or what have you, and it goes beyond your comfort zone. But the Spirit of grace spoke that to you, and so there's a grace and a faith to be able to act upon it. Now remember, God doesn't need anybody's money. Did you hear me? God doesn't need your money or anybody else's money. He already owns everything. And that is so evident. <clears throat> but he's trying by his spirit of grace to empower you to another level of greater blessing. And so that's why he uh, uh, instructs us with the, vo the voice of grace, the voice of favor. And when we believe his word, and we hear the word of God, uh, the prophetic word, we act upon it, we stand firm in it, something begins to open up in the future. And we continue to proceed by faith through the test of time until we receive it. And when we begin to walk on this new level, we, we recognize that we're walking on a new level of blessing as well. And so God owns everything. So he doesn't need our money. But he uses practical things like money, like finances, to train us to walk in what I call prophetic faith. God said it. I will obey it. And I will continue walking by faith until what thus saith the Lord comes to complete manifestation in my life. Amen. 
You know, it took Joshua. He had, imagine this. Imagine Joshua for a minute. He, he, is, he grows up in Egypt, and then finally Moses the Deliverer comes, and they all leave Egypt, and they get out in the wilderness, and Joshua knows what the promise of God is for his life. He's going to go possess that promised land. That's why Joshua and Caleb came back with the grapes and uh, the size of a man's head, and, and uh, it was, it, they were the only two out of the twelve who had a good report, but Joshua had to look at the promised land every day as they marched around in the wilderness for 40 years, waiting for the fulfillment of that prophecy. And so he got the seed of his word, then the time, the test of time, and then the fulfillment. But you got to pass the test of time. Uh, So he waited for the fulfillment of that prophecy for 40 years, But when the time came, he was empowered by the Spirit of grace to see it all the way through to completion. David received a prophetic word. Young shepherd boy David, from the greatest prophet in the nation, Samuel the prophet. Now, you got to know, he thought that thing was coming to pass right away. Especially when he went out to, um, to face Goliath. Whoever destroys this giant marries the king's daughter, and you know what that makes you, the prince. And then what's the next step for the prince? The kingship. And so David thought this was easy. So he receives this prophetic word, you're going to be the next king of Israel. Listen to me, 27 years later, 27 years of standing in faith and believing God's word over the circumstances 27 years, he saw this word come to pass finally as he and his mighty men fought the Jebusites and he took Mount Zion. And then in 2 Samuel chapter 5 and verse 12, he finally gets done with the battle and, and uh, another king hears that he has been anointed king over all of Israel. He sends them all this provision. It shows up. They defeat the Jebusites and then all of a sudden all this provision starts showing up. And it says in 2 Samuel 5.12, David perceived that the Lord had established him king over all of Israel and that he had exalted his kingdom for his people Israel's sake. So, you know, there was that prophetic word, then the test of time, and then even when the prophetic word had come to pass, he didn't even perceive it yet. He didn't really catch it yet. You know, something's going to happen and maybe maybe this isn't going to last like this. I don't know. Just It's been so long. You know, have you ever waited for so long for something? And then when you finally get it, you're not sure if it's yours or not? <laughs> Once again, First Thessalonians 5.20, despise not prophesying. That word despise, uh, it means to look down upon, um, to frown upon. But it also means to count it a lesser thing than what God counts it. Now, let me tell you, God believes in his word. So it says, do not despise that. Do not treat it less than what God treats it. God believes his own word. He knows when he says something, it's coming to pass. And so David, after 27 years, finally the word came to pass, 
And still he wasn't perceiving it. And then shortly thereafter, he perceives God as he did it. You know, sometimes that's how prophetic words uh, register. You start recognizing them. That's why the old saying is hindsight is twenty twenty. You start realizing, wait a minute, this is that word. This is that word coming to pass. You may have several words. You don't see any way of them coming to pass. I want to challenge you. Don't despise it. Don't count it a lesser thing. Don't give up on it. Let the Spirit of grace empower you again to keep standing by faith. He can give you the empowerment to, to, for that word to come to pass, and you have the ability to stand. You know, I was thinking of a prophetic word that we received that I received a long time ago, and uh, you know, it was it was one of those words that I didn't really get the fullness of what what was being prophesied over me. But uh, one of the part of the word was uh, the the prophet woke up. The prophet that prophesied this over me woke up in the middle of the night hearing the song, Blow the man down, blow the man down, yo-ho, blow the man down. And he looked looked up the song, and it was an old pirate song uh, that they created because the, the um, pirates used to commit mutiny against their... Uh, against their uh, sh- the captain of the ship, and uh, and so they would stand there, and they would trade blows with the captain, uh, whoever was leading the mutiny would trade blows with the captain and try to blow the man down with the punches of their fist, uh, and the prophetic word was, you're going to go through some of these. Uh, times where it looks like the enemy is trying to knock you out, take you out, and blow the man down. Uh, but you're going to find out that God gave you the ability to stand. It goes on and on. Uh, but I didn't realize it until I hadn't even thought about that word until just a couple days ago. Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, remember this word. You've been going through blow after blow for a long time. And now it's time for you to be the captain of the ship and to, and to begin to see these things come to pass. And so uh, it was a great reminder by the Spirit of grace that he had, he had empowered me to be able to keep standing in faith and wage a good warfare with the prophecies that have gone over, over us. And so one day I encourage you, you'll be walking in the fulfillment of your word and you'll realize it and you'll begin to perceive that God... You brought this word to pass just as you said you would. Amen. Are you getting something out of this tonight? I believe this new year is going to be a year of walking in greater fulfillment. As I was preparing, I heard the Spirit of the Lord say from since, since October. Uh, this since Let me say that again. Since September. Uh, that this is a new year that's going to be filled with accelerated fulfillment. It would be a year of accelerated fulfillment. You know, some of you have been standing and believing God for something, and you're almost to the place of giving up on that word. And listen, God's grace is sufficient for you. His empowerment is sufficient for you. He's accelerating 
the fulfillment of your promise. And for many of you, this year, you're going to see God's prophetic promise come to you. When you do, you have to you have to uh, email us and let us know so that I can r- let others know and encourage them, and we'll rejoice with you. Amen. But many of you this year, you're going to see God's prophetic promise come to pass, and you're going to have to fight like David did. You're going to have to fight your Jebusites immediately in order to inhabit your promise. You watch. God is going to set you up and open up a way where there seems to be no way by divine intervention. He's going to line it up. Amen. Alignment is so key this year. And you're going to hold your prophetic promise and you're going to look back and say, God, this is that. This is what you prophesied. I'm telling you 2023 is a day of divine fulfillment of your destiny. God's accelerating things for you to walk in your destiny. It may just be a baby step to start, but don't despise the days of small beginnings. That's how God sent an abundance of rain upon a nation with a cloud the size of a man's hand, a small beginning, but God did something awesome and abundant with it. This is a day of accelerated favor. Like many of you, you feel like Job, uh, like all hell has tried to stop you. But the Bible says there was a day and it came to pass. Uh, There came a day when all that he went through was over and God released to him, listen, a double portion restoration. A double portion restoration. Church, I'm prophesying to you tonight that for all that you've gone through, all that you've lost because of the pandemic or whatever other things that were out of your control, God is accelerating favor to you and releasing a double portion restoration to you. Listen, tonight, he's doing it right now. The anointing is here for you to receive that right now. And I'm prophesying to you. And I prophesy to you tonight in the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of El Elyon, the possessor of heaven and earth. I prophesy a double portion and divine multiplication A multiplication anointing shall come upon you in 2023, and you shall possess a double portion, and God will begin to cause you to build and to do it without debt. And in the name of Jesus, every uh, uh, every knee will bow uh, that tries to stop you. They'll bow, and they'll be moved out of the way. And God's going to give you debt-free blessing. And I just decree that now in the name of Jesus, the name above every name. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, I did write some notes for our prophetic workshop tonight. And I know I've been teaching on this, but I want to kind of get a little more formal if I could. Some of the hindrances to hearing the voice of the Lord. Hindrances to hearing the voice of favor this year. Listen, it's going to be a year of accelerated fulfillment and accelerated favor. And it's very, very important that you have this focus on your faith. God is going to be speaking to you about having an operating, listen, and more joy. The joy of the Lord is your strength. The church has to come back to joy. And God is going to be uh, stirring up joy in the church again you got to hear this tonight. 
He's going to start speaking to you about operating in more joy. A voice of joy is coming to the church again. The voice of the joy of the Lord is coming to the church again. God is going to begin. Listen, a merry heart doeth good like a medicine. God is administering his Holy Spirit medicine to the church through joy. I'm telling you, joy is returning to the house of God. The joy of our salvation, the joy of the Lord. Amen. The kingdom of God is righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. And God's going to lead you with joy into fulfillment. And I've taught before that about the word muse. The word muse means to think, you know, to mull it over, to muse, to think. And the word amuse means to not think. And so we live in a sight and sound generation where there's so much happening that we just watch in amusement. We're not musing. We're not really thinking. We're just being amused. And and what's really happening is they're doing the thinking for you. They take away your thinking from you. Uh, They form your thought processes, and they redirect your thinking to what they want you to be thinking about. You know, prophetic vision is all about God impacting your thinking and helping you to see things from his perspective and redirect your thinking to the mind of Christ. And what does that do? That opens up a conversation between you and the Lord. And suddenly, you're seeing something with God, and you're beginning to develop a deeper prophetic vision as you begin to color it in together with the Lord. You know, sometimes I sit down with my grandkids and we'll color in uh, the colors in the coloring book. And uh, there's a joy that comes with that when you sit down and you begin to color in the picture together. See, that's what God wants to do this year with his with his children. He wants to sit down and uh, color in the vision together. Uh, you know, there's a conversation he wants to have with you. He doesn't want you to be amused all the time. He wants you. To, he wants to muse with you. He wants to give you prophetic outlines so that you sit down together and color them in together. And then words are exchanged and visuals begin to form in your heart. Uh, You know, Habakkuk, God told Habakkuk, write down the vision and make it plain. You know, I believe uh, that a penetrating sentence or comment from God uh, can begin to create a visual in your thinking. And suddenly you're thinking with prophetic insight and uh, a well-constructed comment. Listen, this is what I, this is what I've done my whole life is, is construct sentences to uh, sharpen people, to equip people, to cause you to think, to cause you to, to see a vision with the Lord. But a well-constructed comment uh, can be very moving and very stimulating to your faith. And that's what God wants to do. He wants to speak like that. Man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that's proceeding from the mouth of the Father, so that he can cause you to muse with him, uh, to get a vision with him. 
is how prophetic ministry can activate a deeper vision. The voice of God can be words that cause you to see something very colorful in your heart, and then you write it out and you begin to make it happen. Now, some may say, well, I'm not hearing God's voice, Brother Marty. You may not be right now because you're being amused. But if you'll stick with me, I believe God will activate you on a new level of prophetic perception. And as a part of hearing the voice of the Lord more clearly and getting in and staying in proper alignment, aligning with the right ministry, uh, when you do that, there's a synchronization uh, with God that begins to happen, a synchronization to the kingdom of God. Amen? Like two people dancing together. Uh, there's a rhythm that you tap into together. Believe it or not, I used to take dance lessons when I was younger, and I used to dance, and and uh, and I don't... <clears throat> Sometimes my kids um, uh, uh, remind me of that, but uh, there's a rhythm that two dancers have to tap into. There's a synchronization that they have to come into. And uh, if you're listening to the song... Uh, and you've got a 4-4 timing uh, going, but somehow or another your dance partner hears something in 3-4, <coughs> something's out of sync, and somebody's going to get their feet stepped on. Uh, but when you're properly aligned and you start dancing to the rhythm dictated by the Spirit of God, uh, things will fall right into place. Amen. There's a synchronicity or a synchronization that happens. Synchronicity, uh, the word synchronicity means moving together with the same timing and the same movements. <clears throat> I'm still talking about prophetic vision. God wants us to synchronize with him, get into right order, right alignment, right timing with him so that we're moving with the same movements Synchronicity means moving together with the same timing, the same movements, exactly together, synchronized, and it also means on the same frequency. Have you ever just gone to a church and you said, this guy gets me. Uh, This is exactly what I've been thinking. This is exactly uh, what's in my heart. That's God. That's God speaking to you on a frequency, synchronizing you. Synchronicity uh, is, is, or synchronize, or synchronicity, is made up of two words, seen, S-Y-N, and cron. Uh, Seen, S-Y-N, like synchronicity, it means together. Cron means like chronos or chronological, it means timing or time. So it means together in time. Synchronicity means together in time. And it's important because we live together in time with God. And God loves to work with us in his timing. And so there's rhythms to our life in God. And sometimes we can get frustrated uh, when we get out of rhythm with God, out of alignment, out of order. And there's a rhythm to our life in God, and, and the fulfillment of our promises are in a perfect timing. And when God speaks a word, he knows the exact timing of the word that, he's, 
that he's speaking. And so he'll get you to see what he sees so that you can begin to muse and begin to add in the color with him. And, and right on time, he'll begin to bring it forth. That's why we say, like Esther, been raised up for such a time as this. God has perfect timing for everything that he shows you. Every prophetic vision has a perfect timing, a perfect synchronization with the kingdom. <clears throat> and he begins to realign things. And I believe God is realigning things right now, resetting some order, resetting some things, even for some, for some people, uh, relocating some things so that you'll be in the right place at the right time in the right season for the right reason. Listen, when Esther, when Queen Esther rose up, she could have kept it to herself. I mean, she was getting the royal treatment every day of her life. She didn't have to do, to say or do any of that. She had to sacrifice and recognize Mordecai was speaking to her by the Spirit of God. God wants to reset some things and realign some things, even relocate some things so that his people will be in the right timing, the right place at the right time for the right reasons and the right seasons. Remember when God spoke to Moses. He said, go tell Pharaoh, let my people go. And Moses said, listen, it's past my time. I would have done that a long time ago. You know how many people I talk to? They think it's past their time. You know, it's to me, it's almost humorous when you talk to somebody in their 20s and they start explaining to you why they, they're not going to be able to do what God, what they feel God wants them to do because they're too old now. <laughs> you know, uh, Moses. <clears throat> Here Moses had grown up in, in Egypt. He was the next in line to be the next pharaoh in Egypt. And then God puts him on the backside of the desert for 40 years. And so now he's in his 80s. And God says, now I want you to go tell Pharaoh, let my people go. And Moses says, I can't do this. My timings, it's out of timing for me. It's past my time. But listen, God had already prophesied before Moses that the people of God would be in captivity for 400 years. <coughs> and God knew the timing was perfect. He just needed Moses to muse, to see what he saw, uh, to begin to see the vision, and to begin to color it in with him. So he said, I'll prove to you that you're prepared, Moses. Throw down your shepherd's staff. You know what? What happened? He throws it down, turns into a stake. He says, pick it up by the tail, picks it up by the tail, turns back into a staff. So what was God saying? He was saying, I'll take what's in your hand and I'll use it. I've already prepared you for this. You don't even realize, Moses, you're not out of timing. You're right on time. And I've been preparing you all this time for the moment that you're standing in now. We're dancing in perfect synchronization together, Moses. This is how this works. It's time for their deliverance. And God set the time frame of 400 years, and he knew beforehand Moses was his man, right? Uh, I could 
I could talk about uh, Abraham and Sarah. Beyond time, too late for them. Uh, everything. Listen, God knows the timing. How about Jacob? Jacob's wrestling with God all through the night. And Jacob says, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. <clears throat> and it was time for Jacob to become Israel. And Jacob was in perfect synchronization with God, a perfectly timed dance. And they were wrestling, but they were in perfect timing together. Listen, some of you are wrestling tonight, but let me tell you, it's your perfect timing. God gave Jacob the blessing of Israel. He gave him the blessing. He said, what's your name? He said, I'm Jacob the swindler, the crook. The He said, no, 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 your name is Israel, meaning you've got favor with God and you've got favor with man now. It was the right time for that to happen. And God says, let me go because the sun is rising. The timing is perfect for you to receive. Now, it's the dawning of a new day. Amen. How about Jonah? Jonah decided he was going to get out of alignment and out of timing, run the opposite direction, completely the other direction, opposite of what God wanted. And uh, God created a, a situation for him to repent. That's a word for some of you that are praying for uh, your children or your grandchildren and you're, and you're wondering, God, what's going to happen? God's creating a situation for them to repent. Uh, God's got his timing, his synchronization. Uh, and so once Jonah repents, God gets him back in sync, back in right alignment, back in right order. And what happens? That great fish vomits vomits him right out on the shores of Nineveh where he was supposed to be uh, at that moment in time and all of this right on time see this is the purpose of holy spirit synchronicity the timing the vision when you get to the right place where you're seeing the right things, you're in the right place at the right time, vision can come forth, and you can begin to experience, listen to me, prophetic acceleration. Prophetic acceleration, and that's where we are in 2023. I've seen some rebel to the point where it looks like it'll never happen, but God is able to turn it all around and bring it all to pass in perfect timing. I want you to hear me tonight. We have stepped into a place of accelerated favor in 2023. This is a day of divine fulfillment of your destiny, a resetting, a realigning to the, to the chief cornerstone, a new tempo of the kingdom of God, a breaking off of generational curses, this is what's happening right now. Some people say, well, how do I know? Been so long. Listen, one day Joshua could not cross the Jordan. The next day he could. One day David could not be king of all of Israel. The next day he was anointed to go take the throne. We've entered into a day of unprecedented, accelerated favor and fulfillment. Amen. Amen. There's a pathway of favor opening up to you today. 
a pathway of favor is opening up to you today. This is the power and the impact of the prophet's mantle. I'm giving you the word of the Lord. I'm giving you vision. Many of you think you've passed your time. It's right on time. This is the God is opening a pathway of favor to you today. The pathway of favor and the timing of the Lord is now, and God is now opening up for the people of God the right things, the right doors, not just for you, but for our nation as well. America the beautiful, God is turning it around. It may look like an impossible situation, but God's going to get the glory. This is a time of supernatural breakthrough into your inheritance. You know, Ecclesiastes 3 and verse 1, it says, To everything there's a season and a time for every purpose under heaven. We've crossed a timeline, and everything is synchronized for you to prosper. Everything is synchronized for you to begin to step into your destiny. Listen to me, nothing is over. How can you say that, Brother Marty? Because God has released his powerful prophetic voice to you. Gideon thought it was all over for his nation, but God spoke a word of favor to him, and there was a synchronicity with heaven, a dance that was being danced, and God was leading him to a greater place so the nation could prosper. And there was an immediate battle, just like there was for David when he came to the throne, Uh, And it looked impossible, but God had a plan that was greater than the strategies of the enemy. God had determined their times and their seasons, and the time was up, and it was time for freedom. And he told Gideon, listen to what he told Gideon, do not fear. And God accelerated their deliverance and turned everything around. Impossible odds only proved that it was God's timing for God's deliverance. So what else did the Lord say to Gideon? He said, the Lord is with you, mighty man of valor. The Lord is with you. I'm declaring to you tonight, the Lord is with you. And this is your time. 2023 is your year. The impossible is going to become possible for you. And your timing is perfect. Amen? Amen. Do you receive that? Take this word for you and for your household. Get ready for accelerated favor, accelerated fulfillment. Supernatural intervention is happening. It's not over. God is blessing you. God spoke to Gideon, do not fear. You shall not die, Gideon. And then he says this, peace be with you. Let me tell you, God is releasing his kingdom, righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. He's raising up his army of warriors, prophetic warriors, who will know God and do great exploits. Amen? And you are one of the champions God's calling. What did Gideon do? He built an altar, and he called that altar Jehovah Shalom. God is releasing peace to his people today. Accelerated favor is being released. Accelerated fulfillment is being released. Amen? I want to take a moment and invite you to come out this Sunday, 4 p.m. Don't miss church. Listen, don't let anything stop you from the gathering together. 4 p.m. this Sunday at uh, 403 Walton Ferry Road. 
in Hendersonville, Tennessee. You've got to be with us. You've got to come enjoy the presence of the Lord with us. Something dynamic is happening when we gather, and miracles are taking place. People are being delivered. Lives are being changed, and old cycles of sin are being broken. And you can either continue on in, in an old cycle of sin, or you can walk in deliverance. You can walk in a new cycle of accelerated favor and fulfillment and peace and joy and blessing in your life. And so I want to invite you out. Amen. Amen. Thank you for standing with us. Thank you for supporting uh, this house. Uh, for those of you that desire to sow a seed uh, to help us continue to release the word of the Lord uh, to our nation and the nations of the earth, there's several ways you can do that. One way is you can text any amount to the number 84321. That's 84321, any amount. So if you're giving $5, you would do the number sign 5 and then send that to 84321. And uh, it's that easy. Uh, You can also click on the link on our website at lifepointchurch.cc or at martylayton.com. Or if you prefer prefer to mail in your... Your offering, you can mail it to LifePoint, P.O. Box 1822, Hendersonville, Tennessee, 37077. That's P.O. Box 1822, Hendersonville, Tennessee, 37077. If you're watching on social media right now, there's a link in the comment section that you can click on, and you can give that way if you if you prefer. Again, I want to thank you for standing with us. Thank you for continuing to pray for us. I'm feeling much better, by the way. Thank you so much for your prayers. But I want you to know I promise to come to you every week and pour out new wine from the Holy Spirit. Amen. I also want to thank today's sponsor of Speak Life, which is Mike Lindell and MyPillow. Mike is an amazing patriot warrior of God, fighting for our nation fighting for the kingdom of God, fighting for freedoms that we hold dear right here in America the Beautiful. And so I want to encourage you. He has set up a whole uh, bunch of deals and and uh, discounts and buy one, get one uh, on his website, MyPillow.com. Uh, please go check it out, MyPillow.com. Uh, these are the best products that are made right here in America Listen, if you're having trouble sleeping, you need a MyPillow. That's simple. <clears throat> if, if you go to the website, MyPillow.com, use the promo code Marty, my first name, Marty. You'll receive all the discounts that he set up for us, deep discounts, some of them up to 90% off. Uh, they've got sheets, they've got pillows, they've got pillowcases, blankets, mattress toppers, <coughs> dog beds. I mean, there's so many products. Uh, MyPillow.com. Let me also encourage you to go to MyStore.com. MyStore.com and pick up, make sure you pick up some of this. This right here, my coffee. Uh, this is the most um, smooth coffee. Uh, it is... Uh, organic coffee. Uh, I drink it every day. It's very excellent. You can buy the the um, the little cups that you can put into your uh, 
uh, your Keurig uh, brewer. Uh, but I want to encourage you to support the work of Mike Lindell. If you could do that, a generous amount comes back to uh, life to speak life, and uh, it, it helps us to be able to reach out and do more. If you prefer to call in your order, you can call a number that they've designated just for us, 800-859-2938. But always remember to use the promo code MARTY. I was talking with somebody the other day that bought all these Christmas presents, but they forgot to use my code, and so I didn't get any credit for that, but that's okay. (laughs) Uh, We forgive them. But this is a great way uh, to support Speak Life, to get great products, and to support the patriotic work of Mike Lindell. Amen. I want to thank you again for tuning in to Speak Life. Please join us next week for great teaching, prophetic ministry, Thank you again for being here with us. If you enjoyed this and you are blessed by this, please leave us a five-star review. This really does help us. Uh, Also, follow me on social media. All the social media sites, Truth, Getter, Facebook, YouTube, Rumble, Instagram, Twitter, Frank Social, Parler, Telegram, all of them. Uh, Just look for at Marty Layton. My name, at Marty Layton, on all the sites. Uh, and you'll find us there. We do release stuff during the week. Uh, we're we're a- always posting stuff. So follow us, subscribe, ring the bell, do whatever the platform needs you, for you to do to stay updated. I also want to remind you that we are live every Friday at 7 p.m. right here uh, on Facebook, uh, on YouTube, and on Rumble. That's 7 p.m. Central Time uh, every week. Uh, please remember to check out Rumble. If you're having a difficulty on some of these other platforms, check out rumble.com. Real easy to use, uh, very similar to YouTube. Uh, it's very easy to use. <coughs> I want to thank you for telling others about the Speak Life show and helping us to reach more people with this prophetic ministry. I want to remind you, you're only going to hear good news here. That's, that's how God speaks, the words of life words of hope, words of encouragement. And if you like our podcast, please take a second and subscribe to the Speak Life podcast. You can find us on Charisma Podcast Network, CPN, uh, or iTunes, or Spotify, or iHeart, or wherever you you listen to podcasts, you're going to find us right there. So thank you again. Remember to keep your spiritual ears and eyes open because God is always talking And that's how you were made. You were created to hear and know the voice of your Father. Remember, Jesus said, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Father. That's your design, to hear the proceeding word from God's mouth. Amen? And then speak words of life. Proverbs 18.21 declares that tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. You want to eat the right fruit. Speak life. Amen. We'll see you next week. So glad you were with us today. God bless. We'll see you next time. Amen. Thank you for listening to Speak Life with Marty Layton. Please help us spread hope and share this podcast with a friend. Join us again as we speak life into our world.